Welcome back to an episode of your all-time favorite podcast, the Flix Capacitor Podcast. Today, we are joined by writer, director, actor, uncle, John Asher. Yay! <laughs> Good to have you, John. Holy mackerel, look at the size of this studio. Oh, no, people can see us, right? <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah. Today, today we're, we're having uh, you on to talk about your top 10 favorite movies, which I think... Oh bit of a daunting task and just to see how you feel even though things are somewhat getting better about all the striking and and all the uh, everything that's going on okay i'm okay. nervous yeah <laughs> don't be nervous I'm don't be nervous. nervous i'm nervous i'm nervous but i'm excited Good. and by the way i don't know if you know this but uh, uh yesterday uh, uh a new music video that i directed premiered yesterday for who? Uh, for some forty-one, their new oh, song just dropped, "Landmines." Uh, so go I check listened that to out. that. I listened to the song. I didn't know the music video came out though. Oh yeah, and your uh, uncle directed it. Hell we'll drop, yeah! We'll drop the link in the bio for YouTube at least. I'll put the link in the YouTube bio. Yeah, we'll Boom. drop. We'll drop John's Venmo in the description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please, because so, if you want to fund the next the video. music video, just Venmo him like ten bucks or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're. I'm excited to hear your top ten movies, John. Actually, I'm very excited. Oh so we'll God. just we'll knock them out. We'll start at ten. Wait, you want to you want to start with top ten movies and then end with the strike? Like oh, maybe, I don't, we, maybe we should do <laughs> the other way around. Why don't we do uh, your your bottom five of the top ten? Talk about the strike and then the top five. <laughs> uh, like like oh a, my. I'm we'll kidding. I'm kidding. Three and a half. Terrified. Three and a half movies, and then we'll talk some more, and then I don't know. Uh, but yeah, all right. So we can talk about the strike. So John, yeah, as okay. someone who works in the industry, always, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. does multiple things in the industry, how has everything that's been going on in Hollywood affected you? Uh, it's <laughs> it's affected everybody, uh, and it's affected me um, a lot because there's an independent film that I'm trying to get off the ground which is, it's a really small movie. It's a great script called The Last Weekend in May. Um, very much uh, in the style of The Graduate or Cardinal oh. Knowledge. Uh, yeah, it's uh, very, got that Mike Nichols feel to it. And um, um, I've been trying to get it made for, since the pandemic actually, because during the pandemic, wow. I was like, well, I want to make something small and contained, right? Or we can't, you know. We can't breathe on each other. <laughs> and then uh, the strike happened and it just turned my world upside down because there is an agreement called the interim agreement. It's not a waiver. It's just an agreement which simply states we're going to follow the new terms and conditions that SAG would like to set forward with the AMPTP. And um, uh, it's an easy thing to follow. And basically the reason they do this agreement is to show the big studios, hey, look, even the small little producers can still make movies under the things we're asking for, which are quite simple. We're asking for a, a raise in our residuals and we're asking for um, uh, some clauses about AI. There were some ridiculous things yeah. set forward by the big studios that were like, hey, if you're in the background and we scan you, we can use you in perpetuity forever. Yeah. Um, that's insanity. Uh, they should yeah. have to license you for each project. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not the same amount, but they should definitely have to pay you some kind of licensing fee. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I digress. Uh, so I put in my paperwork for the interim agreement and they said they would get to me in like 14 days. And apparently like 2,500 movies have applied for this, the interim agreement. So we're like still, we've had to push our start date. Yesterday was the third time we pushed our start date. So our new start date is October 23rd. Our original start date was September 10th. So we've been, we keep pushing because we don't have this agreement yet. And I want to follow the rules and support my fellow actors. I've been a member of SAG since, uh, oh my God, since 1975, which is Whoa, crazy. That's because wow. that's because your grandma, 
Or is it your grandma? I don't know how that works. It's your strict grandmother, right? Yeah, she's. She? I know her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my grandma. Yeah, because uh, my mom put me in a, in a Betty Crocker commercial when I was a kid, when I was a baby. And then, uh, so, but anyways, uh, but yeah, uh, it has affected, and it's affected, like, you forget about the actors, like, everybody, like, all the way, you know, uh, craft service, to the, uh, the service industry in general. Uh, I've had friends of mine that are electricians and grips go on to Instagram and literally make personal videos of them saying, please hire me. Like, please give me a job on any shoot. I, I can't pay my bills anymore. Like there are people, out, it's gotten to that. And I have a neighbor who's a prop master and sometimes we'll bump into each other while we're doing laundry. <laughs> and yes, I pay to do my laundry uh, <laughs> uh, with quarters. Uh, and, uh, and I bump into him and he's like, what's going on? What are we gonna do? And I was like, I don't know, I would just, I've got a little movie going. I can put you in that, but then I can't even get my little movie made. So it's yeah. been a really scary time. It is scary. Yeah. And it's weird. It's, it's weird that they want to replace people like you and people in general with computers. And it's, it's, it's just scary. It's really weird. Yeah. And you know, the one thing I feel that we have is that's safe and sacred is feeling right yes you know ai can't create a feeling um yeah. it can certainly steal the best of all of our text and it can certainly steal the best of all of the movies we've already made but it i've 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 messed with chat gpt and i know that's kind of you know, <laughs> chat gpt is is so far below what's about to come i mean chat gpt is nothing that's just the very, very tip of the iceberg. As a matter yeah. of fact, you'll look back at ChatGPT and be like, what, what is that? But I used it. I, I, uh, I told it to write me a short film about a giraffe that falls in love with an ant and I write it, write it in the vein of a Judd Apatow film. And lo and behold, <laughs> uh, but, but lo and behold, this thing wrote is something that made me laugh out loud, but what it was missing was the heart. It mm. didn't have this emotional connection. So I feel like we're kind of hopefully protected by that. But, you know, look, the, the, the strike is very important. We haven't gone on strike in many, many years. And this is, uh, this, I saw this coming a long ways away. You know, everybody going, oh, uh, streaming and the internet. But the reality is it's the exact, we make movies the same way on Netflix that we do at Paramount, you know, at Paramount uh, regular studios or, or, or any kind of television show or movie, we still need a camera. We still need the entire crew. We still need lights. We still need actors. Uh, and what I'm saying about that is that like streaming is no different than cable. And remember when it was network television. So it was network television. That was cable. Like when I did mm -hmm. weird science, they were like, um, and for those of you who don't know, I did a series in the nineties called weird science. Uh, which was a reboot of the of the movie Weird Science. I love the movie. I love the movie Weird Science. Yeah, I did too. I did too. It was fantastic. As a matter of fact, I watched the movie so many times. My audition was all about ripping off Anthony Michael Hall. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I played his character. So it was like, you know, and it worked. Uh, he had, he's great. such a brilliant actor and a, and a good friend, actually. He's become a good friend. Um, That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. But but anyways, in saying all of that, so like we were the first cable show and they were like, oh, we can't pay you that much. We don't know what cable's going to do, right? And then cable's massive. Mm -hmm. And then all we did was call it something else, but, right? Like like all we did was move stuff over to our – so now our computer screens are our TV screens. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. It's the same process. So you got to pay us the same thing. Like you mm -hmm. can't just I'm, – I'm my buddy, uh, you know, uh, Sean Gunn, uh, did a series called Gilmore Girls, and you know Sean brought, Gunn. Yeah, that's so sick. I had no idea. I, that's for, uh, I'm watching. I'm I'm on a rewatch of Superstore right now, and he appeared in an episode, and I was like, I forgot he was in this. Like just dude, one episode, and that it's guy's just like in everything. Little, like, oh, it's Sean Gunn. He's in everything. He's amazing. Actually, yeah, he was in. I, I, God, we have a lot of history together, but we we used to compete all the time for the same roles. And uh, there was a series we did together called The Miles Family, where he originally had my role. 
And then they thought he was too young looking. And then they gave me the role. So we had a little bit of like, oh, you know, competing actors. And then uh, I ended up putting him in a movie that I started in called Buddy Applebaum, where he played my best friend, Pinto. And he was hilarious. And then I put him in another movie uh, called A Boy Called Poe, which was my movie about autism. And he plays um, uh, Christopher Gorham's business partner in that. Uh, I don't fantastic. remember him being. I don't know if I knew who he was when I watched that. So I need to rewatch it now that I know who he is. Oh, yeah. You'll trip out. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I, yeah. And then to see him on all those posters uh, for Guardians for his brother's film. And yeah. the thing is, you know, look, even if James hadn't been making uh, or written Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Sean would have been hired. He's that good of an actor. Oh, like yeah. he, James was just lucky to have such a talented brother and vice yeah. versa, right? They're lucky to have each other. Yeah, absolutely. Really incredible filmmakers. But look, and he can't, he can't even, he can't even make, uh, you know, I know he finished, I think a draft of Superman is yeah. what I heard. He's yeah. got a draft done. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's great that the writers have a tentative agreement. That's all good. I just want to get this over with. We're, we're, I, from what I hear, SAG is officially meeting with the AMPTP on Monday, October 2nd to yep. start uh, new negotiations. Nice. So that's sorry, awesome. guys, if that was long winded or interesting, but no, that's it affects all of us. Well, I was going to. That's you awesome to hear from about, the inside. Well, yeah. And you started talking about how streaming is like the new cable or whatever. How does how do residuals work with streaming? Because it's not necessarily reruns mm. for streaming. So how does that work for you guys? Exactly. Exactly. So, so I guess it's, I I'm being presumptuous, but I think it's based on viewership, right? It's based on, on the curve. So if that show's getting more views, then more money's getting sent that direction. But I know that I don't know. That's the way it should work. Yeah. But I know in, in, in a, an interview they did with, with Sean regarding Gilmore girls on Netflix, right? Netflix. Yeah. 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 It got bought by them. It was their number one show streaming, uh, making them oodles of money because what happens is it's all about those memberships, right? So you've got a huge clump of people that are Gilmore girl fans and they all go, Oh my God, here. And they give money to Netflix. Netflix keeps that money and they didn't give the actors any residuals. If, yeah. if any, really small residuals, not enough yeah. right. for what they're getting. So basically it's like, imagine if the curator of the museum for like Picasso and Monet was taking more money than the artist. And that's what's happening. It's like, yeah. you've got these people that own all these museums and they're putting all of these actors up on the walls and they're like, well, I'm going to charge you to enter the museum, but I'm not going to pay my performers. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, no, Exactly. <laughs> You know? well, so it's kind of like and the theater. percentage of actors. Sorry. It's kind of like theater with a lot of theater. I mean, act, the actors don't get paid nearly enough because of how expensive it is to keep the theater or whatever. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's insane how, how little the artists are making right now in general. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it's, and, and then people see them and they go, well, they're celebrities, but they're, you, you got to forget there are a lot of journeyman actors out there that aren't celebrities or just super talented, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, even you take somebody, I don't mean to call him a journeyman, but he's not a big celebrity, but like, I know I say Gary Ullman and everybody goes, Oh, I know who that is. But, but, uh, it's not like he's a celebrity. He's not a Kardashian. That guy is a craftsman. You know yes, what I mean? Gary That's Ullman? somebody that yeah. is a, a technician, somebody that is, you know, even I, I would even go so far as to say, uh, yeah, um, uh, why am I spacing on his name? Oh my God. He's a Christian Bale. Like he's not a celebrity. That guy is a, that guy's a real, that's a craftsman. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's been driving well, the same Tacoma for years. He doesn't yeah, care about being a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. No, he cares about the work. And there are a lot of actors out there that deserve the, that deserve the money they're getting paid because they're, you know, they're putting in the time and the work and the effort. Yeah. Uh, and then there's actors that just need to feed their families that are that go to work every day and they're background actors. And by the way, you know, people underestimate what the background does, but it's not easy to have pantomime <laughs> conversations yeah. with somebody, you know what I mean? And to remember what you did a million times over and over and over again for each take. And those guys are pros for a reason. They're yeah. good. Mm -hmm. And you can't make a movie without them. Uh, and they have to support their families and they can't right now. 
and yeah. health healthcare, and it goes on and on and on. Let's get to my top ten. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah, fuck all Let's this do shit. This. Fuck all that shit. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, I really I want this. I want it to be over. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be over soon, hopefully. I mean, the writer's strike ended what? This is my moonshine. Can two, you see <laughs> that I'm drinking moonshine? Right. <laughs> um, it ended right. I mean, the the writer's strike did at least a few like two nights ago. Uh, I I mean, it's I don't I, I don't like throwing the word out there ended because they say they have a tentative agreement. So I know that their attorneys. Yes, there has been something that's been put on the table. Uh, good enough that they're going to come and talk to SAG now because first it was like, let's handle the writers. Now let's go yeah. handle the actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that they're, yeah, I'm sure they'll work everything out. I'm super stoked. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go. Let's yeah. Go. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause they're, the companies are running out of things that were made pre strike. So they need you guys yeah. to start making shit again. Yeah. Um, and, and I can't I, wait to tell you the film that I'm about to make too. Not, ooh, not, not the here. one coming up. No, not the one coming up. No, I can tell you on here. I'll tell you on here. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I'm super pumped. We'll get we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, let's let's hit your top ten. I'm excited about this. I don't I don't think I know any. <laughs> I'm very excited. All right. What's oh, what's number ten? What's number ten? Wait, wait see, bro. Wait, I, okay, listen. Hold, hold on. Okay. I don't put these. These are not in an order. Right. <laughs> it's not like it's not like this number one. Like I can't. I can't. It's just I'm gonna give you ten. Of my favorite movies of all time. Like your 10 okay, Desert Island movies. Oh, well, that's totally different. Desert <laughs> Island movie. I would need like a, some kind of an adult film in there. I can't just have, like, I would, I'm on a desert island. I need help. And I'm old. I need visuals. Uh, yeah, these are right. just, the, these are the most influential movies of my motion picture career. But, mm. you know, as you know, if you look over Parker's shoulder there, like, then that's not even all the movies that have ever been made. Those are probably all 4K fancy DVD, laser disc, you know. If you watch, everybody got to check out Parker on his TikTok because he's hilarious. Um, and do you still have that girlfriend? Because she's super cute. She's actually, so she's actually here, right? Come here, babe. Come here. Get her on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. She's an actress. She's paid and she's it's, on stretch. It's actually AI and all the videos. It's just AI pictures uh, of her. No, she's right here. What? She's adorable. I can touch her. She's oh real. Oh my God. I know. You're so lucky. <laughs> she's like, it's fake. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, my my yeah. girlfriend's in another state, so I can't prove that she's real. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure he is. Yeah. Sure she is. Yeah. She goes to a different sure. school. Yeah. Yeah, she does she goes to a different school. You guys wouldn't know her. Yeah. I met her oh, in met, met her in camp. That's horrible. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, what what are these movies? I'm excited. Oh gosh. All right. Nep- the I don't want to say number one. That's okay. That's okay. T- the this is the first movie I ever saw. Whoa. When I was a kid, I went to the movies with my dad. And it's what influenced me all the way till today i still love this movie king kong oh wait the the jeff bridges one 33 jeff bridges oh, yes what is that 76 yeah. 76. 76 76 yep so that king is kong. the only one i haven't seen still i still haven't seen oh, it so and it's oh. jessica, jessica it's, lang right pardon me jessica yeah. lang right it's yeah, you know, you know how in the the Peter Jackson one he rips the T Rex's mouth open, and this yeah. one he rips a snake's mouth open. That's badass. A giant yeah. snake. He fights a giant snake and rips the snake's mouth open. It's freaking awesome. Just grabs, just rips it straight down. And and when King Kong dies, it is actually emotion. Like you're like, oh my gosh, it's so emotional. Yeah, and you can see the blood come and the the way they did. I mean, you got to see it. And Jeff Bridges is phenomenal. Yeah, as always. Um, Great yeah. movie. It's classic. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then um, the original, well, I say the original for me, uh, Superman. 78? Oh. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, just, even you can watch it today. It's insane. Yeah. It still it's works. So, and yeah, and it's, not only does it still work, but, you know, because we're, they weren't doing CGI back then. Everything was against blue screen. It was, it's just, it's so good on film. You look at it, you can't see all of the stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Where there's some movies, if you look back in the 90s, you're like, oh, that's. Even even movies that are coming out now, some of them you're like, oh, I know. shit. That yeah, looks bad. Yeah. 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 You're like, that's not okay. And that's yeah, um, Richard Donner. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's Dick Dunner, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, man. Uh, next on the list, you, you guys, are you hating my list so far? I'm, uh, I'm no. not. <laughs> this is a All great right. list. All right. Uh, Jaws. Oh! Oh! Uh, yeah. Oh, I man. just... I just bought that on 4K and watched it on 4K not too long ago. It's a great transfer. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. John, are you aware of The Shark is Broken? Uh, yes, in the movie? No, 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 no. Yeah. The, oh. There's a show on Broadway right now called The Shark is Broken. And it's, ri- no, uh, not Richard Dreyfuss. Um, Robert Shaw's son plays Robert Shaw. And it's wow. it's about the three of them in between takes while Bruce the shark was broken. And oh my god! It is Fred just saw it. I'm going to see it soon. Hopefully, it it looks fucking incredible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks just like I mean it, the resemblance is like scary. He looks just like that shark being broken is a great uh, kind of analogy about like when things are going bad in life, you don't realize how they're actually helping you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that shark being broken forced Spielberg to shoot the movie in a different way. Uh, You know, the less we saw the shark, the scarier the movie was. 100% agree. That was not his intention. Imagine if it was working. I don't know if it would have been that. It would have been been a popcorn flick probably yeah yeah uh, yeah. yeah, you'd have been like okay like those guys on the pier the shark was supposed to come up and and they they had to yanking the pier and doing all that i wasn't supposed to be like that yeah Uh, he had to he had to come up with stuff well even the first Uh, the first scene i mean the first scene would have been yeah i was oh with the girl i was gonna say like it wouldn't even it wouldn't be nearly as scary if you saw the shark actually grabbing her in the first scene because For a second, it's just like you don't really know exactly what's going on. Like obviously, you know it's a shark, but you can't visualize right the violence that's happening. And, I and think what's in s- your head is scarier than what they could have shown you. Yeah, and I, sure. I think you see that in every Jaws ripoff since 1975. Like that comes out when the shark is huge and CG. You're like, this is fucking. This is or dumb. like Jaws two, how they tried to make the shark scary by burning half of its face. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's cool, but... Yeah, J- Jason Voorhees, the shark, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's the next one? Uh, in the world of Mr. Spielberg, uh, E.T. I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, but it's no, such a good movie. It is, it is. Movie. It was my favorite Spielberg movie for a while before... Uh. I don't know, before I just kind of got older and liked... It's before my you grew three. up. It's my number three. It's behind Jaws and Jurassic Park. Okay. All right. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, if I mean, it would be fun to do... I'd love to come back and do this, and if you guys gave me directors, I could give you the top... You know what I mean? If you were like, give me your top 10 Martin Scorsese, your top 10 Spielbergs. Yeah. We you actually know, just could... did that with Fred on this, but I would love to see yours as well. I, I, so E.T., uh, it's just uh, so heartwarming and incredible. Uh, next on the list is Star Wars, the OG, the original mm. Star Wars. That uh, is my favorite movie of all time. It's so good. It's so good. And, you know, it's crazy. I work with George. Uh, Nicole. I work with George. Uh, I was, We're on a first name uh, basis. <laughs> we are, actually. And I'll tell you why. Mr. Uh, because I did the series Young Indiana Jones. Oh, uh, what? I didn't so, know that. Well, you got to research your uncle, pal. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And uh, they used, brought my character back when they turned, the, they were used to be like half hour episodes or no hour episodes. And then they wanted to turn them into two hour episodes. So they had to do something to bridge them together. And I was the guy that bridged a lot of those episodes together. And he was so sweet, but he came up to me while I was on set. And he was like, John, uh, my daughter wants your autograph. And I was like, what? Why? And she was like, she's a huge fan of weird science. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. I was like, that's wild. So then, like, yeah. So we had lunch together. We were like, hey, so it's, uh, yeah, I owe him a phone call, by the way. Well, I have um, a great, you owe dude, him I have a, a Star call. Wars idea. No, listen, I have a Ooh, Star Wars I'm, idea. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. I just watched Ahsoka last night. I'm all ears. <laughs> I, I can't. Here's the thing, and it's uh, th- this is a top secret wall right here. You guys can't see. It's where all my movie ideas are. Uh, but I can't tell you the idea. Because okay. if I tell you the idea, mm, they, it will literally, yeah. Actually, I kind of want to share it with you guys and hope that it gets made because I don't have the energy to make it. You know what? I'm going <laughs> to tell you the idea. 
Are you yeah. guys ready? Yeah, George is so reveal my Star Wars idea. I'm George so listens to this ready. podcast, so and he'll it's hear gonna it. Get ripped off. Oh man, it's gonna get ripped off. That's right, okay. Here it is. You'll you get the residuals. First. Here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's very, it's very simple, but <clears throat> yeah, it's too, it's too simple. Anyways, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. I don't know if I want to give it away. Dude, watch him tell us, and we're just like, wow, that was bad. I'm a diehard Star Wars fan, and I think I have a fairly good judgment of Star Wars media. You are. Yeah, you are. I know. You're going to be. Okay. All right. I'm going to be real quick. I like to think I'm not a toxic fan. I, I will acknowledge that the Star Wars fan base is the most toxic fan base. I like to think I'm not a part of that. Yeah, you're probably going to shoot it down, I think, because it's kind of the obvious. It's George the wouldn't obvious want thing, that. But That's not how the force works. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably a series and not a one-off film, but it could be. But do you remember a movie called The Last Starfighter? Yes. You do? Yes. So it's basically it takes place here on Earth and somebody finds a lightsaber. And they have to, and they have to, yeah. And they have to figure out why the lightsaber came to them. And then the dark side starts showing up here on earth, hunting this person. So well, like, so imagine stormtroopers showing up here, like, you know, TIE what, fighters flying down. What year is the set? Do we know? 2023 right now. Oh, Is Star Wars a piece of media? It is a piece of media. And the big caveat to all of this is that George Lucas was taken when he was a kid and that he actually was there the whole time watching all of this happen. He came back and wrote. What the wrote fuck? You know what, you know what this reminds me of? You know what, you know what, so this, you know what this reminds me of? This is, this is a cross between, between The Last Starfighter and Galaxy Quest. Yeah, it's got a feel. This is of that. this is yeah. a Star Wars Galaxy Quest, is what it is, and I'm I'm right. here for it. Dude, that sounds sick. That's honestly. Could you imagine? And imagine if somebody I, like Spielberg did it, like because oh, of like Super yeah. Eight, it would have that kind of feel. Yeah, in terms of yeah. tone, you would have J.J. Abrams would do it or whomever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. or John Asher would direct it. I, I you think could get him. No, that fucking I think, no. I think J.J. Abrams is probably banned from making a Star Wars movie. Yeah, Not people from me, hate just him from now. the fan base. Really? Oh, oh man. I, well, I, 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 like the, I like the first one that he did coming back. Agreed. I, I like that one. And I Force did Awakens. not like the center one, and I like the last one. Does that make sense? I, I like The Force Awakens the most. I didn't like The Last Jedi, and... I think the Rise of Skywalker is better than the Last Jedi, but I still don't think it's good. <laughs> but it's more fun because, like, the yeah. reason I don't like the Last Jedi is because I was just bored the entire time. But the Rise of Skywalker, I was at least entertained in a way. But the, I'll admit the movie didn't make sense. But Did I you like, like well, Rogue Rogue One. Rogue yeah. One is my favorite of the Disney movies. Pretty radical, huh? I loved yeah. Rogue One. All right, continue. I digress. Here we go. Uh, that was our Star Wars. We went out of control. We're back. Uh, uh, the Graduate. Ooh. Uh, I know. Made the list. Uh, have you guys seen The Graduate? You guys need to start watching some Mike Nickel movies. I saw it for the first time, like within the last year. Recently. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. haven't seen it yet. And it, yeah. it, uh, sort of blew my mind a little bit, but also Pretty just cool. because I only know Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook. And so it was, uh, it was Not really, Rain Man? I still haven't seen Rain Man. You believe that? What? I know. I know. I, my girlfriend and I just watched that movie over FaceTime because yeah. okay. she's Girlfriend. in another state. Yeah. She goes to another school. So we FaceTime to watch the movie. Yeah. Okay. Sure. She does. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Just, just like, have imaginary friends. just like John knows George Lucas, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, Except yeah. my, my girlfriend and I aren't on a first name basis yet. <laughs> Cause she doesn't fucking have one, dude. She's not real. Uh, oh but God. yeah, dude. Uh, I don't. And the Graduate blew my mind. That was a, it was a great movie. Yeah, and it was part of my uh, film, te- like the technical things they were doing on there. Mike Nichols was doing with the camera back then it was insane. Cause it was seventies, uh, you know right? Yeah, and yeah. that's Richard Dreyfuss's first movie. 
Uh, Whoa, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, when he goes, he's renting that room and they go to check on him and the kid like pokes his head in and goes, should I get the cops? I'll get the cops. That's Richard Dreyfuss. And the reason that happened is Richard Dreyfuss was a background actor and Mike Nichols went up to three background actors and said, let's hear each of you say this line. And Richard Dreyfuss got picked. And that was his of very course first he did. film. Of course he did. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. that's actually funny because I did like two shows as a background actor and one of them was a Netflix show called I don't remember what it was called I did it for a day um, but I remember being in the gymnasium where they kept because it was a it was a high school setting and so they needed a bunch of younger people and uh, I remember being in the gymnasium where they were keeping all of the extras where we were all hanging out and I see one of the like extra directors grab a kid pull him out of the gymnasium and then the kid walks back in with a script and i was like that motherfucker <laughs> i wanted to do that i want, I want lines <laughs> that's how it is it'll happen it'll happen it'll happen all you right still got time man yeah what's yeah. uh what's next <clears throat> uh next is goodfellas mm. ah which is you know can't help it but i it, it, if it's on i can't turn it off it's, it's how good it is. It's your remote drop. Yeah, it is a remote drop. I like that. I've never heard it that is. term before, bro, and that's awesome. Yeah, remote dropper. <laughs> it's like a panty dropper, but it's yeah. a remote dropper. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Uh, True Romance. Oh, still haven't that seen that one. one. Oh, that's one that my aunt was telling me I need to watch recently. What? You haven't seen True Romance? I haven't seen it, and she was telling me about it because we were talking about movies. You both haven't it. seen True Romance? Nope. Oh, my God. All right, Go we're watch watching it, it right okay, first now of live. All, yeah, there we go. Everybody sit back, relax. No, <laughs> seriously, you, you got to see. As a matter of fact, talk about something to watch with your girlfriend. Please watch True Romance. It's a great, great film. All right. Putting it um, okay, when I get one, I'm, I, I mean, when I see her again, I'll... I'll <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you guys know a film called The Player with the Tim Robbins? Oh, I've I know Tim uh, Robbins. It's, it's on my list. It's on my watch list. Oh my gosh! All right, you got to see The Player. One of the one of the first films to do a really long single take shot. Uh, opening shot is like twelve and a half minutes, one shot. Oh and wow! It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. And and the premise of the movie is great. It's about a writer that is stalking the head of a studio and he's telling him he's going to kill him if he doesn't give him a meeting. Uh, it's really cool. Whoa. It's such a cool film. Yeah. Uh, and then my, my final top, top 10 movie is the iron giant. Oh, oh. It's a great oh man. That's <laughs> like one of those like kids movies that just like, accelerates past like genre it's that that movie is just so incredible i have a plan for it too i'd like to i'd like to shoot a, a live action version of the whoa it would be incredible i'm surprised yeah. they haven't done that yet to be honest well they will after this podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> all the all the wait who, who owns that what studio is that that's warner brothers oh yeah well they're listening we, we have the, the execs listening yeah you got everybody they got us just as long day. as you get vin diesel back <laughs> he, he's actually gonna play every character just do mocap yeah yeah uh, uh that is i mean that's my top 10 i'm sorry it's not that exciting is it is it it's I, pretty that's exciting I, that's a pretty great exciting. list you know i have a guilty pleasure if i could put it on there but you guys you, you what is it hit us movie. hit us with it fast times at ridgemont high Ooh, uh, that got a criterion <laughs> recently yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, what? Give me. Uh, I mean, and I feel like our top ten changes from day to day. You know yeah. what I mean? Because then you'll be like, oh, I forgot about that film that I love so much. I mean, people that really watch movies all the time, such as both of you, yeah. uh, it's impossible to really be like. Because tomorrow my top five is going to be different. I think. Yeah. You know, but King yeah. Kong will always be up there. King Kong, I, so yeah. good. What That's... are your top five? Give me your top five, quick. What is yours? I'll hit you right now. I got my list right yeah. here. All okay. right, Back to the Future's number one forever. Oh, you son of a see! I'm you know yeah, <laughs> Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump. I mean, you're talking about Robert Zemeckis, one of the greatest uh, filmmakers of our time. He's incredible. Number two, Jaws, incredible. Okay. But you want to know okay. something that I think you'll think is interesting? I hadn't seen it until 2020. Never seen it before wow. until 2020. Wow. I watched it. Expect I didn't know 
it was Spielberg even at the time. I was not who I am now. And I was watching. I was like, all right, that's okay. There's a lot of talking, whatever. I then, about a year ago, <laughs> about a year ago, saw it in IMAX and a new restoration. Mm-hmm. And it's now my second favorite movie. Uh, which I, where Rowan and I talk about a lot is why the theater experience is so important. Um, number three is Raiders of the Lost Ark, also Spielberg. Incredible. (laughs) Number four, which I don't know if you've seen this, John, it's 2017, uh, Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. Of course, I've seen Baby Driver. It's fantastic. Oh Oh my gosh. Visually, it's insane. Oh, it's insane. And the editing? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then number five is Singing in the Rain. Wow, you son of a gun. I love that. Singing in the rain. Wow. Brown, what are your top five? Okay, so I'm kind of cheating because the first two on the list are, like, like number one, I say Star Wars. And if I had to choose one, it'd be A New Hope. But, like, that original trilogy, you know, Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi, they're tied for first place. Um, and then number two, also the same thing, Alien and Aliens. are but like, yeah. Oh, I love, and if I had to choose one, I'd probably choose Aliens over Alien, yeah. but I still think Alien but they're is close. perfect. They're close. Look at yeah. this guy has managed to fit five movies into his top two. Because <laughs> I just, I'm just, oh, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, sometimes I do like Alien more than Aliens. Sometimes I like Empire more than A New Hope. But I for the most part. That. For I the mo- Well, I mean, dude, an ad at walking in the snow is so you can't i have i have a giant lego set on my movie shelf sitting uh, next to a jurassic park t-rex nice right anyways (laughs) of course you do (laughs) uh number three number three is the dark knight because i saw the dark knight in the theater when i was eight years old and it was it was what i felt what my dad felt when he watched star wars for the first time when he was eight or nine years old. When I saw the dark Knight in the theater for the first time, I was like, this is one of the greatest movies ever made. And ever since then, I'm like, that's never going to change. That will always be in my top five. Oh God. I want to <laughs> add something to my list. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and then number four, we have Jurassic park. Great. I also remember the first time I watched that and I'll never like that. That movie will never move. I visited Spielberg on uh, Jurassic park two while I was shooting Lost Weird science yeah, and they uh, they said Spielberg invite you guys to come over to set, and I was like, huh, okay. And I have never walked on to look. You walk on the set, everybody's a pro, right? Everybody's right. like they know what they're doing. They're craftsmen. There's artists, and there's a, a little commo- like there's always a little chatter going on. You know, a little you know people are doing this, working. It's exciting. You walk onto a Spielberg set, it's like walking into a library. I mean, it is dead quiet. Everybody knows exactly oh. what they're doing. I mean, everybody. And the amount of focus that's going on there is insane. And I remember there's a scene in Lost World where the military guys are, are meeting under the tents. And they've oh, got yeah. like this model of an arena. And the camera comes up and pushes over the top of this arena. That yes. Yes. And Spielberg sitting there and Janusz Kaminski's lighting. I mean, we're talking about masters. And Janusz says, okay, we're ready. And so it's just the two of them talking. Everybody's listening. And Spielberg goes, all right, here we go. And he goes, wait, hold on a second. And he goes over to the little model and he tweaks the light on the model. Just, I mean, Spielberg, like, E-e-e-e. and he goes, okay, now we're ready. And he sits back and action. And cut. And then everybody, okay, that's a cut, super quiet. Everybody breaks down. We're moving on, new setup. You got it in one take. Moving on, new thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. God, I was like, this is, hey, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. But no, dude, no, I, I love that. Incredible. That's such wild. a great moment. Yeah. And I believe it. Right. Well, what, my number five is, is, is Back to the Future. <laughs> it's one of the best, it, it is, in my opinion, the best movie ever made. But, like, I think objectively, like, a perfect movie. I think it's, it's the greatest so comedy of all time. It's so good. I'd like to trade in the player <laughs> for Back to the Future. And also, I'd like to add something to the list that you guys may have forgotten. Okay. Ghostbusters. Oh, Come on, guys. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, wait, wait. Can I ask you something quick? Speaking of Ghostbusters, did you see Afterlife, the new one directed by his son? Uh, by Yeah, by Jason Reitman. Yeah. yeah. Did you like it? 
I loved it. Because a lot of people didn't like it. And I'm like, this is so good. Well, and, it's essentially the same movie twice, right? It's like you're like, it's But it's like it's a passing great. of the torch. Oh, it's 100%. Like, and the end and with, uh, with like the CG. I mean, I thought that was so well done. That scene, like, oh god, to come over and find the three of them oh, doing it was so, yeah. and then drop back and see Harold Ramis in the oh, end. Oh my gosh, yeah. dude! So I thought good. I loved Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I remember leaving the theater thinking like that was that was great. Like I loved that, and then I like go online to read other people talking about it, and everyone's shitting on it, and I'm like, did we watch the same movie? This was great. It's easy to do that, you know. Part of one of the things I think a lot of people have forgotten to do is to let go and to just enjoy a movie. Like you don't need yeah. to go into a movie with a sharp eye. A movie is there to distract you from the tough stuff that's going on out there. Yeah. Right. You know, you work hard, you're, you know, slinging lattes and you want to come home and relax and you want to be kind of just, uh, it's like a shoulder massage. You want to be taken away. And those leaps of faith that we take, I mean, Back to the Future is the biggest leap of faith ever. And we, we're right in. We're in. We're in. We believe. And I think that's what people need to start doing again. It's just believing in those moments. Just get swept away. You know, be, 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 feel like you're with those characters on that ride in that small town discovering, you know, the, the, um, the Ghostbusters, what is that thing called? The, the car? What's the car called? Uh, Echo oh, One. Echo One, yeah. Yeah, discovering that. I mean, if you really let yourself go, it's a fantastic movie. You know, I, I worked with um, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I, I directed him in a movie. Uh, he's wow. incredible. What a great guy. And, you know, he wrote the original Ghostbusters. So Right. Uh, I, I just a saw one. a video on what his Ghostbusters 3 would have been. And it was called oh, really? like, Ghostbusters Hellbound. Or something like that, and it was about Manhattan slowly becoming hell, and I'll, or like them going into like an hell. alternate dimension that was literally <laughs> hell Manhattan, and I was Ooh. like, damn, that that would have been cool, but Bill Murray was just like not for it. He was just like, right. no, don't yeah, care. Right. Well, they just shot Ghostbusters two, uh, oh Sony, so that's coming out. I yeah, didn't know Ghost, that. Yeah, after Afterlife two, yeah. Yep, after that's happening. After Afterlife or After Afterlife, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, that was John. You have a that list kind of blew me away. I wasn't expecting it to be that good, to be honest. But now that Back to the Future's on, it's even better. Yeah, right. yeah, that's uh, on there. Well, thank you. And 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 uh, where can they where can they find you? What can they be expecting from you? What where can they watch your stuff? Anything? Hit them. That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can go to my website, directorjohnasher.com and see my work. And I use the crazy thing about that is that's what I used as my reel and as my resume to go out to studios. So you can see how a director sets up his, his work reel or his resume reel. Uh, and then go check out uh, some 41's new music video landmines. It came out yesterday. Uh, super fun. And it's their last album before they break up, which is, you know, crazy um devastating and then i've got this movie the last weekend in may uh coming out which can i tell you who the cast is i'll tell you who the cast is i don't care um <laughs> but uh, it's emmanuel shrieky uh, i don't know if you guys know her from entourage uh she played E's girlfriend she's fantastic uh and then you've got uh someone who's kind of related to you a little bit uh hayes MacArthur. Uh, who's part of the MacArthur clan, but he was um, in Angie Tribeca and he's a great, great, he's in a great movie with Jack Black that's coming out, uh, which I think is called Dear Santa. And it's about a kid with dyslexia and he accidentally writes a letter to Satan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, and Jack Black plays Satan. Um, that's awesome. Does. Such a brilliant, brilliant That's like concept. full circle for uh, him. That's awesome. It's so good. Uh, and then I am, I am working, well, the script's done, but um, I'm going to be directing Bigfoot, which I'm really excited about. Whoa. Back up. So, <laughs> yeah. Is it like, is it yep. what genre? Is it like a horror movie, like a Bigfoot horror movie, or it's a horror movie? It's full on. It's full on. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Yeah, I yeah. kid you not. I have been talking about we need a Bigfoot horror movie. I've been talking about this for years. I've even and like I, put written stuff down myself on what it should be. I've uh, I've 
it's the best script. My writing partner and I wrote it, Jordan Reed. She's an incredible writer. Um, it's been out everywhere. It finally just got picked up by a company. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about it. I can't really, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you where it is right now, yeah. uh, for multitude of reasons, Yeah. but I can tell you that, uh, hopefully in May we'll start shooting. Uh, we'll see what happens, but it is, it's not an asylum movie. It's not some cheapy cornball, right? You know, it, this is full tilt bigfoot uh, this is like have you ever okay so i know i know the script you said the script is done so i'm not saying like oh you should listen to this to change it but have you no. ever heard the podcast sasquatch chronicles yes because i had a coworker that got me hooked on it for a little bit and i was mm -hmm. like why is this not why are why do we not have movies like this because just listening to this podcast is terrifying listening oh, yeah. to these people's encounters whether yeah. they were real or not Right. Like, I'm like, oh, these are terrifying. We did all of the research. Oh, like, we man. have every, this is a, oh, this is, this is the one that's a game changer for me. This is I, my guardians of the galaxy. This is like, yeah. And we have, we have three of them. So we have room to, it's, it's got room for three. Holy shit. So, yeah. Wow. Holy shit. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to definitely talk more about that as things progress. For yeah. Sure. I mean, I will I've... keep you. I will. I will. I will make sure that this podcast will be where you get all your Bigfoot information on this film. So if you guys want to yeah. come to set, if you want to hang out, if you want to line in the movie, you got it. I will make sure you're in the film. I'll put, put you in there. Hell yeah, we'll, dude. We'll, we'll get you out there. Can I can I have the line? It's Bigfoot in time. <laughs> there's by the way I, I, dude you'll see you'll see you know i mean uh it, it's a it's a radical script it's that's really awesome good. yeah that's hell really, yeah really excited yeah hell yeah. yeah uh john is there anything so, else they can they that you want them to know before we go you'll definitely you'll be back at some point obviously but i mean i i, I don't i know i want them to to enjoy movies and i want the strike to be over and um no, I, 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 I don't know. I've made a lot of movies. Uh, some I'm not proud of. Some I'm <laughs> proud of. But, you know, like my film school was actually making movies. I would make a movie just because they, they told me I could direct it. I would read the script and it was horrible. Yeah. And I'd be like, but I'm directing. So yeah. I might as well make it. Well, even, and I, even movies are projects that you're not proud of. You should still be proud of in a sense like, okay, now I know what not to do. Oh, 100, dude, I have about <laughs> five of those. And... and <laughs> I, I learned that I remember my dad watching a film that I made that was not very good. And he said, look, don't you care about the story? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, then you need to start writing your own stories. And that was the that's that was a turning point for me where it's like I, I need to start being the creator of absolutely. My work. Uh, you know, it's like uh, when they get the author to direct the movie like uh, Clive Barker. Mm -hmm. You know, like he before Hellraiser, which I'm not even really the biggest fan of Hellraiser, but it definitely changed the game for horror because before Hellraiser came out, it like that it came out around the time of like the Friday the 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Street, where like a bunch of horror movies were like horror comedies, you know, goofy, cheesy horror comedies. And then he came out with Hellraiser, which was just this dark, evil horror movie. And then later came out with Nightbreed, which again was just a dark, evil movie. So I totally agree that, you know, writers and like, you know, writers should direct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the vision that's on the page. You know, if anything, I, there are some technical things that, that writers should learn about directing and there are ways to talk to actors when you're directing. I mean, look, when you're directing a movie where you have five lead characters, you're literally a, you're a cuckoo person because each one of those actors, you have a different way of giving them notes. They have different ways they react to things. You know what I mean? Like when I was doing Diamonds, for example, I had Kurt Douglas, Lauren Bacall, Dan Aykroyd, uh, and each one of them had a completely different way they like to get notes. Dan Aykroyd loves it when because he's a great imp uh, imp imp uh, what do you call it? Not an improviser. Improvisationalist. No, yeah, but that's not what I want to say. He's a um, he's a great mimic. Ah, so what he would do is be like. Do it the way you want me to do it. And I'd be like, okay. 
uh, look at those ladies. And he'd be like, look at those ladies. And I was like, wow, that's great. Okay, great. So then, <laughs> and then I would go over to Kurt and I'd say, sir, I need you to come out. And he'd say, why? And I'd be like, oh, because your character feels that da 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 And he'd be like, oh, okay, interesting. So everybody has a different way to yeah. mold them. So I think writers, going all the way back to that, need to learn about directing as well. But I think writers do make incredible directors. That's what works the best. For me, it was the opposite. I was an actor to learn how to direct. And then I was a director to become a writer. And now I can create my own stuff that I can direct. It's crazy. That's great. That's awesome. Um, yeah. uh, where can they find you on social media, John? Uh, it's crazy. Instagram. I, why are there so many people out there trying to hack my Instagram account? Dude, Leave I got, me alone. I thought you were trying to sell me watches. I was like, what the fuck yeah, is going on? What is going on? I'm not famous at all. Zero. Okay. <laughs> if someone DMs you saying, Hey, I put together a photo collage of us. Don't click on that link. Cause that's how they get into your account. I, I'm okay. selling you watches and nude pictures of John Asher. Just it is. Oh, there are so many of those. Uh, all right, hold on a second. Well, who am I? Oh, I'm John Asher official. And I figured if I put the word official next to my name, nice, that would make it official. But yeah, John Asher official at Instagram. Uh, hang out. Send me a DM. I'll chat with you. I got nothing to do. Yeah. Um, Except for make big. Yeah. And if you want to find us. Flix Capacitor podcast on everything. Flix Capacitor. What a great podcast name. That's brilliant. Flix Capacitor. Speaking of that, do you think we should change it to it already uh, happened. an X it already rather happened. than a CKS? Wait, did we change it? Yeah, it's official. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it. Sorry. I it was okay. F-L-I-C-K-S, like Flix. But then Brolin was like, well, what about like Flux? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. So now it's F-I-L-I-X. Yeah, Flux capacitor <laughs> and if you yeah. want to find me yeah. on social media parker mcnerney and blu-ray daddy if you want to find broin it's broin the movie maker everywhere on everything across the board and if you like this hit us with a like a subscribe a lick a follow a hug whatever the fuck we a love kiss. you <laughs> some some sexy pictures uh, and if you like this <laughs> we have plenty of other stuff john we will absolutely have you back thank you so much for being here have a good day, everybody. Thanks for coming to my kitchen. Later. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.